Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. It's the week of August 3rd, 2021. I'm so glad you're here with me today, and thank you for tuning in to the Lumber Connection. I'm back in the studio, a term I may be using a little loosely with our dynamic lumber duo, Justin Benning and Ken Timmons. I had the pleasure of spending time with both of these fantastic gentlemen last week at SBCA's open quarterly meeting in Park City, both virtually and in person. So welcome, guys. Thank you for being here. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Howdy, Molly. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. So, all right, let's just jump right into it because we're actually a week out since we were away for the open quarterly last week. And I've been looking over the midweek prices this morning, and I got to be honest, I'm not sure what to say, so I'm really going to have to lean on you two. Everything I'm reading says that we're, quote, working towards a new normal, and trust that as I read that new normal, I am using giant finger quotes. So from your perspectives, where are we at today? What What's going on in the market, and what does new normal look like? Well, as in life, um, change is constant, um, and, and, and that's no different when it comes to the, the lumber market. Um, so we're, we're a little change in the air, which is fantastic. And, and first, before I get into this, I just, I missed everybody at, at the OQM. And so I'm, I'm bummed out about that. But um, yes, I, I can't wait for the, for our next, uh, what I think is the BCMC, or, excuse me, BCMC. Yep. That's what I was trying to say just in a different way. You know, we dropped the anchor. We're scraping bottom is what it felt like here over the last couple of weeks. We're, we're, we're finding some traction at the bottom of the, uh, of the market, bottom of the ocean. And the, really, an ocean's probably, um, it's not, not as good as the funny things my buddy to the right of me says, but pretty good. You know, yeah. it's, you know, yeah. it's deep and takes a long time to get there. Or, mm-hmm. I guess it didn't take a long time. It was a heavy anchor, but just, just the, the, you know, crazy. Obviously, you know the the run that we had over the past uh, year and a half plus, and then and then the type of correction that obviously no one you know in the universe uh, expected or called or, or or saw the catastrophic I may uh, demise in the amount of time that that it occurred it was unprecedented. But again, we're in unprecedented times. But um, anyways, different ways to look at that you can obviously be very very negative along all talking points. Or you can find some silver linings in it. Um, and I like to try and find those silver linings. But I'm very thankful it, in a way that it happened as fast as it has uh, over this 10-week period to, and the timing of it, being in the IE summer, that we were able to actually process this correction and process this wood that had to work its way through the, the, the channels, if you may. So this happens in the dead of winter. Oof, brutal. You know, long, drug-out fist fight. Again, I don't have the right, the, necessarily the right adjectives to describe this this uh, uh, correction that we went through, but it was I mean, just tough, and we were getting through it. So um, I think the majority of that is done as far as the wood that's got to kind of make its way through. I think we still have some time to go, however. I'm very optimistic about uh, what this fall brings us and into winter and, and in, into the first quarter of next year. There's a myriad of reasons to be excited. Single family will continue to stay robust. I think close to, to 1.5, um, give or take a few. Multifamily will continue to be strong. We've had a extremely strong multifamily is booming, I should say. So business is good. Um, the do-it-yourself trade that slowed tremendously, which is strange when you open back up a country and give folks something to do other than being at home. But when all you have to stare at is home, you want to make your home nicer. So that makes sense. But now we're out traveling, we're spending time with 
kids, right? We're sending them to camps. We're, we're breathing again, literally. And it's been nice, right? But again, change is always a, a constant and kids are going to be back in school. The weather's going to be cooler, allowing for longer work days uh, out on the field. You've got a, uh, well, holidays are coming. We, we probably should get that bathroom remodeled before the, the in-laws are over because they actually can come over this year, right? So you're going to see a lot more, I think, family travel this holiday season. Again, unless they lock the whole country down, which isn't out of the question, which which creates another own set of potential issues and problems. But either way, I think business is going to be very strong. What I think happened from a big box standpoint is we, they overloaded. They looked at the old projections. Wow, we're killing it. Look at all this business. It's going to be great. We tripled it. And then it's, well, no, you ordered from the past, not looking at the future, understanding that the country's opening back up. Meanwhile, there's a gluttony of wood now that's unclaimed and, and entered the marketplace for folks like uh, us, independence, distribution, anyone throughout the supply chain that now has to eat the cost of that and dilute that product over a period of time, which we're in, uh, before we can really clear the decks and get back to an even playing field and really truly understand the range and what the market's trading. Um, and I think we're finding that and that. And I know you're open. You talked about the new normal. We're in process of figuring that out as we speak. That's super well said. Just to piggyback on that. I love, I love the kind of idea that we are diluting the product into the market. Justin makes a really good point about this taking place in the middle of summer, which honestly is a best case scenario for everyone in the industry. Um, the market in general, it just feels stale, but it's really not stale. It's kind of a veneer, right? Guys are busy. I can't tell you how many conversations I had in Park City at the SPCA last week where guys are telling me, man, yeah, orders are good. I'm still busy. If I had a second line with a full crew, I still wouldn't catch up. A lot of people do have the demand, but obviously from where we just came off of, and you know, if you get caught with that expensive wood and it drops, there's no component manufacturer that isn't kicking themselves just like any wholesaler that's kicking themselves for distribution. Anybody. Anyone, right? Anyone. We're all right? It's tough. That. If you if you were at a restaurant that, you know, sold you a pizza for seventy five dollars at five thirty and it showed up at eight forty five PM when they're selling dollar slices, I'd be a little miffed, right? I'd ask for extra ranch, but I'd be miffed about that. Naturally. <laughs> right. So there actually is decent demand. It just feels stale, right? Like the the trading action, there's still we're still getting good numbers on our floor in terms of volume of sales, cars and trucks and whatnot. There's just not a emotional exchange going on. The line sure. is this is not an NFL line of scrimmage. It's you know fourth grade Pee Wee football patty cake going on. There's still you know whistles blow, football gets tossed around a little bit, someone gets tackled, but it's it's not what we've been dealing with over the last handful of months. So woods moving back and forth. We touched on it very briefly at the SBCA OQM. It feels like, in general, high-grade fur species, hemp fur, dug fur, white fur, that kind of stuff, MSR. I don't overly passionately feel like anybody needs to go and load up and buy three, four, five months worth of product. I don't think that's a, a vital risk or, or position you need to put your company through. That being said, in general, I think the price of it is miraculous, right? We're doing air quotes around new normals we're pretty darn close back to those old prices that we knew and loved. I mean, it's not that bad anymore right now. And you're saying like pre-pandemic. Correct, yeah. I mean, we're now given, right, like uh, without using any numbers, those pre-pandemic levels, we'd be at historic highs for those, right? But, we're, you know, we're less than half of what we were three months ago. So big picture, right? I'm telling guys, if they have jobs that need to take place here August, September, totally buy that wood out. 
you absolutely want to lock in your profits if you can, right? Because, and again, I don't think you need to go buy your Halloween Thanksgiving lumber. You know, you don't got to get something with a little costume on it or, you know, but you don't need to take too big of a bite. But if you can lock in some profits, big picture, right? The market could, the market could go, I don't know if I'm allowed to say numbers or percentages or whatever, call it, you know, higher. Yeah, it could go higher. (laughs) Correct. Correct. (laughs) And it it would be a worthy investment to potentially lock in your profits. Even if you have something from middle, late September, lock in your profits, park it at a reload down the street, pay the minuscule reloading fee. And then just take yourself out of the volatility yeah. of the market for those two months. Well, and to Ken's point, it's like like the the show ain't over, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, there's no it's like whatever, whatever yeah. kind of new normal we we you know we don't even know what that is anymore, right? From what we've gone through when you when you flip back the the, the hands of time here uh, over the past say you know decade, fifteen years really since um, since we you know came out of this last housing bust, what is normal? anymore you know and like and i understand this it's kind of cliches but what's the new normal like we don't know we don't know like there ain't gonna be a normal anytime because we don't even really know what normal i'll tell you what wasn't normal was 200 dollars two by six or 300 dollar spruce right like that's that's too low like that i mean now it is what it is in, in comparison to a, a supply a pure supply and de- demand need so it's fair enough, but we're not there anymore, right? So I think we can all say that that those kind of days are, are done for any sort of time of consistency in pricing. Maybe you dipped something crazy at one point, but I, I just don't see it, right? But moving forward, we're, we're like we're not out of this thing. I mean, there's so many right. things that are that are still like unknown and so much potential crazy volatility like before us. And to Ken's point, and it's like. A buddy in Miami said it well, and, and and on the phone the other or last week I think it was. When you look at the market as a whole over this this timing, certainly post or or, or pre the last you know ten weeks when you're talking eighteen hundred dollar to two thousand dollar plus lumber delivered places. Fast forward, you look at the market today where it's at trading somewhere in a three fifty to uh, plus depending on the item, right? I'm lumping everything in SYP, Eastern Spruce, Western Spruce, kind of that, that broad trading range on driver type items. It's very easy to say, wow, you know, it's not where we've been here in a short history, a year and a half. Downside risk seems pretty limited right here. <laughs> like versus the versus where we were at $1900, right? It used to be that a $20 swing in a week was sort of like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And you know, we were having swings of, you know, three figures and it was it was crazy. Do you think we're going to get back to that space where it's more like, you know, a $20 swing? I'm just throwing a number out there, but like or, you know, is there going to be some more of this sort of big volatility? Sure. Well, and I think it's all in comparison as far as your, your, your price moves both up and down are in relation to the overall cost of the product, right? Um, so when you talk it, sure. like looking at it from a percentage standpoint, so if we're at $1,900 um, and you're getting a counter of, of $300 or discounts are happening, um, that would be the same as a $30 counter on, what is that, my MassPat $400 wood or $300 wood? Just, I shouldn't have done this because this exposes Six, my, my 630. 630. <laughs> yeah. 630. That's right. You see my point though? Does that make sense? Like I do. Yeah. It's yep. in, you know, kind of in, in relation to that, that place. So, um, and then to answer the other hat of your question, I do not know. I really don't. Um, I, I'm making my best guesses here, but I, I'm, I'm kind of on the 30 day to 45 day magic ball right now. And I think, again, we're floating on a longer U, U swooping turn here. 
and uh, we're, we're flopping around down here on some stuff. Do I think some particular items are going to have more weakness over the next 30, 45 days? I do think we're going to find some spots of unrest and, and uh, tough liquidity, but I think overall the market will be more consistent in, in establishing some price ranges over this time. And I think we'll look back at the end of the year and it's very possible we were at the bottom on many items for the year. We're really good at filling up 15 minutes quickly, but let's let's talk just a little bit before we wrap up about some of the things that might really throw a monkey wrench into this market. So um, a couple of things that come to my mind are wildfires. I'm reading there are 90 plus wildfires active. Idaho, pretty active. Oregon, pretty active, just, you know, in quantity and or acres burned. How's that affecting rail, other roadways, et cetera? And then I guess that kind of leads me to uh, if you've got any more, you know, more of a feel for transportation and where we're at with that too. I have all the info on wildfires that you could ever want, Molly. What were those two states that you mentioned we were interested in? <laughs> Idaho and what? Oregon. That's what I was reading this week. He's, he's, he's just being mean, Molly. Don't, it's Oregon. <laughs> oh, are we back no. to the Oregon Trail discussion that we didn't have on air? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm done being a jerk. Okay, here's here's what you want to know. My number of fires, Idaho's got the most. I don't know how you measure the fire, but in terms of large fires, Idaho's... Like individual fires? Right, yeah. Okay. It's size, right? Significantly... Um, number of fires versus acreage. The acreage, correct. yeah. I- Idaho is the largest number of fires. I was there two weeks ago. It was very smoky in northern Idaho. You know, you're seeing planes fill up on the lake and go off and, you know, the, the skies are definitely busy with teams fighting those. Oregon, you know, you look out the window here and shockingly, you actually wouldn't be able to tell that we have fires. We do have the largest fire going, bootleg fire. I'm reading that it's supposed to be contained sometime early October. It's about 75% contained right now. Obviously, though, I mean, I'm reading articles, right? New York City skylines engulfed in fire, blah, blah, blah. I was speaking with some gentlemen from Maryland last week. They were bringing it up. So it's significant, right? And we are, today's what, August 4th? We certainly are in the wheelhouse of thinking about this day in, day out for the next six, seven weeks. Here, here at home. Or, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, we're, dry we're just scratching the surface. Been. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, and I'm hearing that about all of California too. I mean, you're dri- driving around and, you know, where there was green is quite a bit of brown. And don't get me wrong, California's not the world's greenest state, but there's, you know, there is green, there's shrubbery, right? And from what I'm hearing from the, the guys and gals down there is it looks, it looks like a fireplace filled with moss and envelopes and twigs and, yeah. you know. I think bottom line, it's, it's bad and it continues to get, worse it seems like right and however you want to look at that i ain't going down that road but bottom line is it's something we got to deal with and it's something that's out of our control and it certainly has an impact potentially on on pricing of lumber i think out of canada i'll kind of grab the wheel here canada obviously facing very similar issues i don't have as much detail as as ken has provided maybe molly you have it love to hear it um, on what's going on out of the west but it's forced fire season and these mills are subject to something potentially very bad happening. That's the bottom line. It hasn't quite happened yet. But on that note, a multitude of things, again, when to come back to pricing here and, and forward thinking, it makes some, some of these fires into the equation. And then the fact that the lumber price right now, based on current profitability levels out of Canada importing into the U.S., is, is not good. Darn near break even on a lot of stuff. It doesn't make sense to uh, be making product. Um, and certainly, or at least going into the United States. So 
now you're talking curtailments, which we've seen some of that here in, in, the, in the last couple of weeks from some major producers out of the West. And it's very possible that you could see more. And then again, fire season on top of it could be an interesting fall as far as lumber pricing. So like I said, volatility is our new normal. I should say extremely high levels of volatility are the new normal. Volatility is always normal in our business, but uh, extreme fire, high danger volatility levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I think that sounds like a great place for us to wrap up for the day. We're pushing our time limit. I really appreciate the insight, you guys. This is it's good. I know it continues to be a little weird. So I appreciate you guys keeping up with us and and giving us sort of what you guys are seeing in the market from your perspective. And, um, you know, it's all we can ask at this point. So really appreciate you guys both. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate you. And also to the listeners, lots of guys and gals reached out last week and said, hey, you know, thanks for what you do. Love listening. People that I wouldn't even expected to be listening to this. So everyone out there listening to our beautiful voices. Thank you very much. Well, there's a there's a bunch of crap. Beautiful voices. Jeez. Okay, my, Jeez. My, my Ken. Be- Ken's beautiful voice. My beautiful millennial unscratched voice and Justin's very rugged, jaded, yeah. uh, boomer voice. Jeez. He <laughs> just boomered me. This guy's... Jess is the only one left on our production uh, crew there that, that hasn't got burned, I think, by Ken yet today. Hey, everyone, <laughs> everyone has their day in the sun. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Well, you guys have a good couple of weeks. We'll see you again very soon. Thank you. Thanks. See you. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.